Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the News for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal St. Cyr alongside Justin Barney. Justin, it's game week and week time for week two. Week two, man. <laughs> it, you know, the Colts game last week was... You got to clean some stuff up from yes. last week. You yep. have that chance against the, the the Chiefs this week. You know they're going to be pissed off coming in here. Haven't lost fair. to the Lions. You got two guys you want to incorporate back into that lineup. So you're getting the Chiefs not at their best, but improved from week one. So you know we saw the Chiefs and Jags last year. The results of it not like we wanted. Um, but again, if you can win this game and show you are the head of the class of the AFC. This win will go a long way to doing that. And I keep going back to that week two of 2018. When they played the Patriots here, week two, again, the team that ended their season in the 2017 playoffs. Right. A very similar. You know, Jackson was so hyped up for that game, came out and had an unbelievable performance and never recaptured that magic all season long. So I'd like to see a more consistent performance from Jacksonville, beat the Chiefs, and then consistent the rest of the way. Yeah, you know, look, they walked out of week one with a win, which is the ultimate yep. goal, but there is still room for improvement, and ultimately they're going to have to improve in a big way if they want to walk out with a win in week two. The Kansas City Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. They're a really good football team, and Andy Reid and the Chiefs are not a group that lose two games in a row very often. So the Jaguars have their work cut out for them. I'll tell you, look, when I saw the Chiefs lose that first game, I was like, oh, that means yeah. week two yeah. could be a yes. long day, especially because <laughs> yeah. they had a long week to prepare right. for it. So you know Andy Reid is going to have those guys ready. It's going to be a tough matchup at the bank. Uh, this is a good one. This is a playoff type of game. Yeah, and Everbank Stadium. We saw Jamal's posts on Twitter this morning putting up <laughs> E-V-E-R. And it's very a, slow process. It was, it was about 30 minutes per letter, so it, it took a while. <laughs> Everbank Stadium. So it um, will be interesting to see if they can break in Everbank Stadium with a win over the Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs are a different beast. Andy Reid is, has really been a maestro when he's had matches against Doug Peterson. I mean, last year he was 2-0 against uh, Doug Peterson, his former, former uh, pupil. Um, it, it, so, again, if you're Doug Peterson, it's a big game for you, yeah. and you're a measuring stick against the defending Super Bowl champions who possibly will have Travis Kelsey and mm -hmm. Chris Jones back in the lineup. I don't know how – Good Chris Jones would be after that uh, that layoff, um, holding out for the contract. But for Jacksonville, it's a statement game. Make a statement, get a win, and show mm -hmm. that last season was not a fluke. Get that kind of that monkey off your back if you're if you're Doug Peterson against Andy Reid. Do it at home. I think that place is gonna be rocking on Sunday. My favorite stat going into this game: Doug Peterson's 0-3 against Andy Reid, but but. Each time that these two have faced off, one of them's gone on to win the Super Bowl. Hey, that's a, that's Doug a very Peterson good lost to Andy Reid when he was with the Eagles, week two, went on to win the Super Bowl himself. And then last year, of course, the Jaguars lost to Andy Reid twice, and the Chiefs went on to win the Super Bowl. So, knock on wood. Maybe a little foolish. Knock on wood. Knock what, on wood. What could be coming. But this is a big game. Look, the, the toughest task here. Stopping Patrick Mahomes. Look, I, we talk about Pat Mahomes, and you see the highlights, and you can talk about how good of a player you think he is because he really is that good of a player. But ultimately, 
he's a guy that it's just tough to slow down yeah. because he is so good at what he does. He's athletic. He gets out of the pocket well. You've seen the magician throws he made on a gimpy ankle last year. The Jaguars still couldn't sack him and, and get him down. I mean, yeah. Travis Kelsey tortured the Jags in both meetings last year, three touchdowns. Uh, he was unbelievable in that divisional playoff game. And Patrick yeah. Mahomes, even at probably 60% in that game, was still enough to beat the Jaguars. And that, that's a kick in the teeth if you're Jacksonville. You know, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, the guy, you know, is predicated on the ability to move around the pocket and launch off his back foot. And he's he was struggling last year. Yeah. And Jacksonville still could not get to him with as good as that defensive line was. Um, Arden Key, I mean, you could not get to Patrick Mahomes. So he's healthy this year. Right. Jacksonville defense is, you know, largely healthy coming off a good game against the Colts and another mobile quarterback in week one, mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. So, again, can you take that next step? In 2018, it was that step over Tom Brady um, after that playoff loss to them. I'd love to see that similar thing. I just keep beating that drum because that is, to me, similar to what we're going to see on Sunday. You know, the reigning you know, team that, that played for a Super Bowl, Jaguars should have won that game, the AFC Championship game mm-hmm. in 2017. Uh, they lost that game behind Blake Bortles in a, in a very good defense. And if you can come back and show how you've closed that gap on Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and those guys, what a statement that would be um, going forward. I mean, 2-0, we know what the schedule is, yep. very favorable, but if you can beat the Chiefs at home, great things are ahead. If they can start the year 2-0, I mean, this was the biggest challenge on that early part of the schedule. You start looking ahead and you're like, okay, they could really start running the table. I mean, the next big, I guess, team in the way would be the Buffalo yeah. Bills. In London. Um, and that game's in London, so you don't have to go to Buffalo for that game. It's technically mm-hmm. a Bills home game. So a uh, little bit of an advantage there for the Jaguars, who will already be in London. So uh, definitely the pieces would start yep. to come together. One thing, if you're going to stop Pat Mahomes, pass rush is important. Mm-hmm. We talked about Josh Allen on the podcast earlier this week. Had three sacks in the first game. Uh, we can debate on just the the, <laughs> the validity of the, the validity of a couple of them. Uh, but but one sack was definitely yeah. legitimate. One way or another, he had a phenomenal game. He was all over the field. Jaguars need him to have another big right. game on Sunday. Trayvon Walker also has a sack. They could use him as well. I think we've discussed it here. Clearly, if Josh Allen leads the Jaguars in sacks, uh, Justin has called that one. I have uh, planted my flag firmly in the Trayvon Walker camp. So uh, right now I'm two sacks in the yeah, hole. Hey, so we'll but see. you know if you're if you're, you know Mike Caldwell, B just make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. Yeah. Trayvon Walker was so good at doing that last year, and, and the sacks didn't come. You three and a half, but he was he made Anthony Richardson step up and out of the pocket several times last week. Do that with Patrick Mahomes. Make him feel uncomfortable. His receivers did not have a great week one um, for Kansas City in the in the loss to the Lions. Um, had a ball bounce off Kadarius Tony Tan and go back. Brian Branch, touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so make him uncomfortable. Make those those high and hot off receivers' hands. And, you know, Trayvon Walker, you know, Trent Bulky said it last year. You know, the production is, you know, sacks are very misleading a lot of times. It's what that disruption, what disruption can you create? How much, how uncomfortable can you make that quarterback there? And do that to Patrick Mahomes. Get him out of his rhythm. Make him throw high and, and hot. And that's the, to me, that's a Trayvon success. If you're not getting sacks, make Patrick Mahomes, uncomfortable as hell. We'll have to keep an eye on it because that is definitely the way to go. But the, the, the fine line you have to walk with Patrick Mahomes is you make him uncomfortable when he gets on the move and then you get those highlight for real plays yeah. that you see from him. Because uh, most quarterbacks, you do want them running for their lives a little bit back there. You know what I mean? But Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, it's almost like that's his play style. He wants to have the play breakdown and play backyard style football where he's just, his receivers know, just find some open space and I'll find you out there. And, and Pat... 
does it better than the majority of quarterbacks in the league. When things start to get chaotic, right. he's just comfortable, like you're, a duck on the water almost. You're going to have to beat Patrick Mahomes, whether it's week two or week 19. You're going to have to see Patrick yep. Mahomes. You're going to have to scale that wall, and this would be a great point. You would sink the Chiefs into an 0-2 start if you beat them. Mm -hmm. You would sh you show the rest of the AFC, which is very, very good with quarterbacks. I mean, Tua had a great game last week. We saw what, what he's capable of when healthy. I mean, Josh Allen is going to be there. Justin Herbert's going to be there. Joe Burrow's going to be there. Uh, maybe Deshaun Watson's going to be there. So you, you state your claim that, hey, we can beat Patrick Mahomes. We're not afraid of anybody else. We beat yeah. Josh Allen before. I mean, we have got to show that statement. And what better way to show that statement than beating Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes right. for the first time if you're Doug Peterson? Yeah, that, this is a big game. This is one that the Jaguars need. Uh, you know, I talked to Roy Robertson-Harris in the locker room earlier this week, and Roy goes, you know, it's not the Super Bowl. Like, if we win it and beat them in the regular season, we still got to play a game next week. We can't celebrate for a week or anything like that. Like, it's just a regular season game. And I 100% understand true. his perspective. Yep. It, it is just a regular season game because if you lose, it's not the end of the world. But if you win, there's definitely yep. a level of confidence that comes along with taking down the Kansas City Chiefs. There's definitely a level of confidence that comes from getting revenge right. against the team that ended your season a year ago. And this is one of those kind of statement games. Look, people have picked them. In the past, there haven't been expectations around the Jaguars. This year, people have started to pick them to possibly make the run towards the Super Bowl, to possibly win the AFC, to be the number one seed in the AFC when the playoffs roll around. People have picked them, so there are expectations. That outside noise we all, you always talk about, your coaches talk about, there's outside noise around this team. A win on Sunday, that outside noise cranks up to yes. like a whole new decibel, but it also makes a statement that that's not just talk that they're a team that can show up and be what people believe they can be. Yeah, and if you look at the just history of the Jaguars, it's been, oh, the Jaguars, oh, the Jaguars, they stink, yeah. they're not good. I mean, they're backing into wins. You know, I remember when they got to the, um, you know, the playoffs in 2017, they backed into a division title that year. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't them actually winning games late in the season. Right. I mean, they were struggling and backed their way into playoffs. I was like, oh, the Jaguars. And last year, <laughs> kind of the same thing last year with the Jaguars. You know, it's you, you kind of have a late season surge and say, eh, nine and eight, you're not beating the best teams, mm -hmm. weak AFC South. But again, statement game, the narrative has already started to change a little bit on the Jaguars. And this would be a massive statement game, narrative changing game. Um, and I think they can do it. I, I don't know if I'm gonna pick them this week, but um, I do think it's very possible for the Jags to beat the Chiefs. Look, this is a tough game. This is a tough game. We'll get to picks in a minute. Before we get to picks, let's talk about what needs to go right for them to walk away with a win. Okay. Let's, let's talk the positive. So, uh, if the Jaguars were going to walk away with a W on Sunday, there are a lot of things that would have to go right from them. From an offensive perspective, from a defensive perspective, a lot of things. But if you had to single out a player on offense, a player on defense that have a good game for the Jaguars, and again, when we do this, can't be Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. we, we know we know we got Trevor. If they had to pick out a player on offense and a player on defense that had a great game for the Jaguars and they walk away with a win, who would those two be? I, I'm gonna very, I'm gonna say very similar to what I had last week. I'm gonna pick Evan Ingram. Um, you know, Calvin Ridley, unbelievable game. Christian Kirk was kind of a forgotten la guy forgotten last week. Man. One catch last week. Um, Calvin Ridley was phenomenal. Eight catches, 101 yards, uh, first touchdown of the year. Great showing from him. 
Um, but I'm going to say again, Evan Ingram um, had a you know kind of a marginal game last hey, week. Hey, he had that big catch down the sideline. He uh, did, yeah. he did. Um, but I'm going to say you know the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey, the big tight end. I'm going to say the Jaguars tight end, Evan Ingram for offense, and, and for me on defense, I'm going to say. I've said Josh Allen before, but I'm going to say Devin Lloyd because okay. I think he's going to be tasked with trying to slow down Travis Kelsey. And we've seen Travis just burn the Jaguars. Sure. Somebody has got to be on Travis Kelsey and slow him down, bang him up, got to do something. And, um, yeah, Andre Sisco would be a secondary one for me, but I'm going to say Devin Lloyd is going to get some of that shadowing work yeah. of, of Travis Kelsey. You're not going to stop Travis Kelsey. He's going to have, if he's healthy in there, He's going to have seven, eight, nine catches, but slow him down after the catch. Knock him yeah. down when he gets the ball. He's not making 70-yard reception. He's making 15, 20-yard receptions and taking it another 20 yards. So Travis Kelsey after the catch, Devin Lloyd on him, Andre Zisco cleaning things up. So I'm going to say those two guys from a defensive perspective and then uh, Evan Ingram for me. Second week in a row, he's my, my, my offensive guy. He is. All right. So on the defensive side, I'm going to start off with a, a D-line guy. I, I think Roy Robertson-Harris. If Roy can have a big game for the Jaguars, that goes a long way. Interior pressure can change things. You mm -hmm. kind of talked about flushing the quarterback from the pocket. Yeah, we want to flush Pat Mahomes a little bit, not let him set up in the pocket because he'll kill you there too. Yep. But you also want to try and soften some of those corners that the edge rushers have to get to. If Roy can get a push inside, that helps out on Josh Allen. That helps out Trayvon Walker. It doesn't make that turn as difficult. That gives them more control over what they're doing. And maybe you don't let Patrick Mahomes have to set up and have all day to throw. Get him out of get him flushed, and maybe let that pass rush start to get him into making some errant throws. I like it. He, I like it. he gets a little aggressive. So I, I'm going to start off with Roy Robertson-Harris. Okay. They need him to have a big game, and he's a first-year captain, too. He's been a leader on that defense. So uh, on the offensive side of the ball, this one's a little bit difficult for okay. me. Um, I, I was playing with a couple of guys, um, I, and you know I thought Calvin Ridley, and I said because he's the big different player. Mm -hmm. um, like most of this team was here last year, most of this team was in the playoff game. Calvin Ridley's the new piece, so I, I kind of started to lean Calvin Ridley, and then I said, no, you know what? Go back to the fundamentals. I'm gonna actually and this one because I, I, I like to always go crazy. Okay. Like I'm going to go Tank Bigsby. Okay, I knew you were going to say I was, that. I'm going to go Tank I knew you were going to say Tank. Uh, so, look, at the end of the day, it, the Chiefs have a high-powered offense, and you want to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, you want to chew the clock up, you need to run the ball. And Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby are going to have to combine and take the load off. Travis had a pretty good game last mm -hmm. week. He busted that big run at the end, made his yards go up a little bit. The offensive line definitely didn't do them any favors. But the one thing that the Jaguars definitely cannot have that happened a week ago is those short yardage fails. And we've been saying it here, yep. and Doug Peterson showed it in those short yardage situations. They kind of want to bring Tank into the game. They need Tank to be a little bit more authoritative running the ball, not nearly the turnovers and kind of yep. sloppiness that he had last week. He needs to show Doug Peterson that the confidence that he's shown in that young running back is going to pay off. I, need, I think Tank needs to have a big day. I, I, I agree. And, again, I think it goes back to you draft a Tank Bigsby to be that change of pace back from Travis team. They struggled in those short yardage situations last year. Mm -hmm. They struggled mightily against Indianapolis in week one. You know, whether that's offensive line, just trying to click. I mean, Anton Harrison, first NFL start at right tackle, he did not grade out that well. Brandon Sheriff was injured in that game. So there were offensive line had issues. And, you know, I attribute a lot of those struggles last week to the offensive line. I mean, they just couldn't get pushed uh, with, with last week. So you've got to get better. Mm -hmm. Coach Rauscher, I'm sure this past week has been dialing in and knocking those guys down saying, we got to do better. We got to do better. Right. And those, that blocking opens up that ground game. And you drafted Tank Bigsby for exactly the reason 
that you just said. Those short yardage runs, Travis last year struggled to do that. They drafted mm-hmm. a guy who could do that, who showed throughout the preseason that yep. he was capable of doing that. And, yeah, you had a, a tough opener for Tank Bigsby. Had some some good plays at the end, but that ground game has got to get moving. Yep. You know, the, the rushing numbers last week were totally skewed by that last Travis 26-yard yep. touchdown run. Uh, but other than that, it was a miserable game uh, for the ground unit. And, and, again, I agree with you. Run the ball, believe the clock, take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. In order to do that, the offensive line got to have a better day. Brandon Sheriff going to go – and so is Luke Fortner, both of them a little bit banged up. Uh, so it's going to be a rough day out there. Both of them need to have a big game. Could have easily gone with the old line. Yep. Uh, but the running game's got to show up, especially in those short yard situations. Look, when you're going against the Chiefs, they're going to try and steal some possessions somewhere. If you think back to the regular season game, Doug Peterson starts the game with an onside kick. Yep. In the playoff games, he goes for it on a few fourth downs. Uh, I would expect Doug to be aggressive. I mean, that's what we've seen from him here in Jacksonville. Uh, he's going to try and, and get the ball, and he's going. If it's fourth and short, he's probably going to go for it. Yeah, That's yeah. just what he you, does. You can't get it yourself in these third and two, fourth and one situations and lose yardage. You can't do it. I mean, that was unbelievable. So my takeaway last week was how, how I mean, offensive line was was a work in progress the year before, yeah. and did not look good at all. No. I mean, to not be able to convert so many of those third and short and fourth and short plays is just unacceptable. I mean, on the flip side, the Colts weren't any better. They were one for five on, on fourth downs. Um, so the Jaguars' defensive line did an exceptional job. Yeah. But if you're Jacksonville, you're Doug Peterson, you're Coach Rauscher, you've got to address that offensive line problem. It was a weak spot coming into the year, and week one didn't do anything to really kind of bolster that, like this is going to be a different year at that spot. It definitely did not. All right, let's do this. All right. It's time to pick the game. All right, Justin, I think you kind of may have given a little spoiler on what you're thinking already, but uh, uh, do the Jaguars walk away with a win over the Chiefs in week two, Justin? I would I would like to say 31-20. Ooh. Jaguars over the Chiefs, the same score as that week two Patriots game in 2018. But... I'm not going to go with history. I'm going to say the Chiefs, 28-24. 28-24. Uh, no. I know. Wow. I know. All right. I'm, I'm going to go Jaguars. I am going to go Jaguars. Uh, I'm going to go 30-27. Close game. I think it's a race to 30. If the Jaguars want to win, they have to get over 30. I just It's just plain and simply. I have to at least get to that mark. You're not holding the Chiefs to, to 20. You're not holding them less than that. You're just not. So I think I think thirty point is the, is where I'm planting my flag. Okay. I think Jaguars get there. I got them. I got them winning thirty to twenty seven. And just for the record, Jamal one and zero. Justin one and zero. Alessandra one and zero. So yeah. this is a separator. Alessandra's taken the Jaguars. You're yeah. taking the Jaguars. This is a chance for me to gain ground. This is state. where we start to leave him in the dust the rest of the way. And also right? for the record, I think I was had five wins last year. So <laughs> not a not the uh, not the swami when it comes to predictions. So we'll see how it all goes down. Uh, the Chiefs are three and a half point favorites right now. So uh, so he, he's definitely going with the point spread. So we'll we'll see what happens. Vegas is on Justin's side. Alessandra and I think the Jaguars uh, moved to two and zero. Oh, it should be a good game. Yep. Lock down the bank. Uh, it's a teal out. The team's in all teal. They want fans to wear all teal. Hey, one side reminder: arrive early. Those digital tickets. We haven't done that with a full stadium yet. Just one preseason game under the belt. So you might want to get to the stadium a little bit early if you're planning on being there on Sunday. But hey, thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time here on the News for Jags podcast.